Welcome to episode one of the podcast where we get into what's really good in the world. For those who may not know, I'm Nathan Alibach, and I am the social media manager for Alibach Communications, where I most notably run the Stakem Meets account. So basically, I'm one of those brands trying to be cool online. I'm also a songwriter, promoter, and now your weird host, because I looked around and said, you know what the world really needs? Another podcast. (laughs) So let's just jump right into this. Uh, If you've paid any attention to companies on social media the past year, chances are you've seen Moon Pie, which is an iconic Southern family-owned company that sells essentially these marshmallow graham cracker disc treats. As someone who works in social myself, I've had a bit of a fun online relationship between Moon Pie and my Stakem account. To me, they've just been the best emerging brand on Twitter, and they have the numbers to show it. Their account initially went viral last August when Moonpie tweeted, LOL, OK, in response to a rival snack company of theirs, Hostess, which had claimed to be the official snack of the Eclipse. That tweet alone garnered over 1.1 billion impressions. And the point one in there is super important to mention because that in and of itself is 100 million just to reiterate the scale. So yeah, I was lucky enough for the chance to sit down with the man, the myth, the legend behind Moonpie himself, Patrick Wells. Patrick has created some of the most viral branded social media work on the internet and has been featured in USA Today, Time, Forbes, BuzzFeed, you name it. He spent the past few years working as part of the social team at the uh, Tombris Group in Knoxville and has recently moved to New York City as a copywriter for the ad agency Laundry Service. In this talk, we got into the story of Moon Pie, the future of social media marketing, and just some fun banter through our experiences in this space. It was really cool to talk with Patrick face-to-face without our brand masks on, and I hope you enjoy it as well. So with all that said, get ready to hear what's really good. And we're live. Patrick, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> so for uh, those who may not know, just if you want to give like a brief overview of who you are, what you do, what's going on. Yeah, uh, my name is Patrick Wells, and I'm here hanging with Nathan. And we've uh, I, I kind of started the, the Moon Pie Twitter account. I mean, it was there before I yeah. got there, but um, when I took it over, it was... 5,000 and when I you know went through I think it now has you know more than <laughs> was it like a quarter quarter million um, let's let that sink in for people who don't know <laughs> yeah it's a lot so yeah I, I worked for um, Moon Pie's ad advertising agency for like three and a half years and had Moon Pie for you know about a year and a half and um, really if that's that's my claim to fame in the advertising business um, <laughs> some people have canned lines and pencils and I have a BuzzFeed article about <laughs> posting the, tweets, uh, but posting tweets, um, and on some numerous like sassy Twitter lists. Um, yeah, yeah, that's sort of what the people want, I guess. That's what gets the most brand exposure is these uh, clapbacks and the sort of sassiness that you see from Wendy's and Moon Pie. Oh yeah, it's a huge. It was a huge trend. I mean, it really kicked off that last year, like the beginning of. 2017 with all of Wendy's stuff. I mean, I'm sure people were doing it, you know, previously and um, 
you know, just so nothing hard, to but... that extent. Because you no, see, no. you see now. I mean, it's it's really weird for me. I mean, even running, like doing the Stakeham stuff and watching what you're doing, watching what Wendy's is doing. It's weird to see all these newer emerging brands, like even from corporate right. level to the small town type businesses, trying on this voice. Like you see brands basically tweeting Moon Pie tweets as whatever brand they are. You know. Yeah, and that's so weird because I think a, a lot of the the voice stuff is um like credibility like if you see some random like bank or even like the government sector like you'll see like department of defense like tweet like weird memes and like you're supposed to be like defending the country <laughs> what are you doing um, <laughs> these are our tax dollars yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think it's about like credibility i mean anybody can like you know i don't believe it's not necessarily a thing but like does it make sense coming yeah. from you yeah and, it, no it definitely like like moon pie it's similar steak um like there's certain brands that it's in the name it's in what it is like it's a marshmallow graham cracker right. treat so it's like already kind of funny it's not like you're selling um some like upscale like health fitness type bar you know what i mean like it's it kind of fits the voice yeah, it's like what it is it's the persona it's uh and i think too is like a credit to a lot of success is just having that name and i think people um even if you have never tried one or know what it actually looks like, you've heard that word. You've heard those two words put together <laughs> yeah, at some point in your pop life. Culture too. Yeah, and it's like and that's how they grew. Like they, you know, they didn't spend money on advertising for the first, you know, eighty years of their existence, and and then, um, you know, they didn't really compete. They were same size as Little Debbie for a long time, and then they didn't really put any money behind it, and um, it became like this cult brand of the South. And yeah. Um, but it, you know, obviously they're nationally distributed. So people have like seen it, they've heard of it. They know there's a moon associated with it. And then all they needed to do <laughs> was just, yeah, yeah, they just needed to be like, you know, they needed to see it and be like, Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. I know yeah. what that, like, I don't know what yeah. it is, but like it's saying something. So, um, you know, yeah. So like when people see like the tweets that you've been putting out and, and it was, so this was when it all started, was it almost, was it exclusively on Twitter or was it across platforms? Like were you, did you have a team developing content alongside the, the Twitter strategy or we, uh, we did. So there was a whole like creative team, but like I was, you know, kind of the one doing it like day in yeah. and day out. So, um, like most brands that if you see people working with those, there's some sort of content calendar where you're writing out posts in advance, like, you know, month, month and a half out saying yeah. like, here's where we're going to post on mother's day. Here's where we're going to post on, you know, the first day of summer, all yeah, the holidays, like Friday like, the 13th. Like, yeah. what, like what are these basic things? And, um, yeah, so that was kind of the, the, the situation. So we all had like, you know, producers and photographers and people who would, you know, you know, boost posts, but it was really only on like, like Facebook and stuff like Twitter wasn't yeah. really the primary, um, platform just because it was so small at the time and yeah, so we kind of it's focused, an underutilized platform for brands 100 really percent. And yeah and, and at that time like twitter's identity was kind of up in the air they're like what is this like it's yeah. losing stock it's like you know brands are leaving they're not advertising on it anymore and uh i think they kind of opened a you know a couple different platforms like looking back but um yeah especially when you when you watched the organic reach on facebook drop and same with instagram where they've been trying these new algorithms out with people's news feeds and kind of tampering with what yeah. people see like twitter sort of it still has its algorithms but it's always been more of a stream of consciousness so it's like you 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 get what you follow and the order generally that you're getting it so it's it's more 
Yeah, and it was, it was it's a good thing and a bad thing for Twitter because I mean it was a good thing in the sense of like okay if you're on Twitter like everyone knows the deal but it was a bad thing because you know even at the their peak of performance like they didn't change their product offering for like yeah. six or seven years they're like yeah they were never profitable <laughs> no it's, it's so just... crazy to think that Twitter <laughs> wasn't profitable yeah so like we were like you know focused on Twitter and it, it you know looking back it kind of was a perfect storm going into it that made a lot of sense especially when you know things were going viral at a more higher rate than they yeah. were in the past um yeah this was like the the steam from what wendy's have been doing with the, their twitter like it was getting picked up in the media people were paying attention more oh to yeah what brands were doing and just easy to like spread things really quickly like if a bit if an instagram post took off like you wouldn't really know about it just yeah unless you like went through and looked at all my like random like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you might yeah. like this kind of stuff that yeah. i don't look at um, but I'll does. see if a, a friend or a respected colleague like retweet something. But mm-hmm. um, same for Facebook too. I think that was initially what we focused on was just trying to recruit younger people into our Facebook audience um, by use of dollars and yeah. and content and videos and um, and while and while it worked too. I mean, they definitely like got a like you know larger reach. Like people were you know seeing it at a much higher rate. But still, it's kind of the similar audience of like I think our targeting was just like you know friends and fans of the account and then you know people who like other snack brands that were more likely to choose it as a um i don't know how what's the word for it where you just kind of it's an impulse buy yeah essentially you you don't you don't for moon pie simply is just you don't plan it on your grocery list you see it in the store you pick it up yeah you're like i'm just I'm going to take this home just because it feels right at the moment. Right, right. Um, yeah, so you, I, think, I think it's a huge thing, too, like the difference between like Facebook reach versus something like Twitter reach because with Facebook, you're doing the paid reach, the paid advertising, and you're putting more like highly produced content out to get these engagements. You, you find a lot of brands have more of a, like, quote-unquote, their numbers are bigger on Facebook. Like, they may have more likes on it, but the reach is so much lower, and there's not as much, um, like, repeat memory. So you can't, like, whereas with Twitter, you can have back and forth with somebody and have an actual meaningful interaction where to right. them, they want to show that to their friends and they remember it more. So, like, they have a memory now attached to that brand versus on Facebook, it's almost like you're just putting an ad in front of them. Like, more, it's more traditional, like, in the sense where it's just, like, kind of post, hope people see it and engage with it. Like, there's not much stream of, a like, repeat memory with it. Yeah, it's definitely a difference between, like, writing like a letter to a brand that none of your fans will see and then just like standing up on a soapbox and yelling at that brand yes. and then all my friends see it and the brand also hears and sees it so I always use the soapbox reference it's so funny it's exactly what it is you're standing on your soapbox like, trying there's to get a chance attention. for anyone to see it like yeah. facebook there's not like twitter there absolutely is yeah so to, like just getting into the brand voice because like i know like we were, I was kind of saying before, how you know a lot of people now are looking at the success of the Moon Pie Twitter and trying to emulate that style of humor right. and that voice. Like going into the development process within the agency, I know there's a lot. There's always moving pieces, you know, with teams like trying to uh, like how do we develop the quote unquote brand voice for any given brand. Like how much of that, wh- how much of what we see and what was initially uh, seeded in there was the kind of process that you all did together and then how versus how much of it was you personally because per- i even noticed from tweeting at you and like even getting <laughs> in the car with you to come here now it's funny seeing you see the humor like it, it is you like it's your humor you know what i mean it's not like you're tweeting a character necessarily like it is a character but right. it's also something innately like that comes natural to you 100 percent. it uh it started out very how 
any advertising like you know pitch goes where it's very like buttoned up it's strategic it all ladders up to you know larger like platform pillars because i think when we first uh went down to chattanooga with you know we had you know three or four people on our team and you know we had this huge keynote and we're like hey like here's this here's what the moon pie brand represents it had it represents southern values it represents um uh, like history and, and culture and it's a all family these, company. It's his family. It's family friendly. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like this very last pillar that we presented and it was called out of this world, um, which was kind of like the their moon. It was their, <laughs> yeah, the moon. It's out of this <laughs> it world. Was a, it was like a, a quote unquote, just tagline that was, um, it was kind of associated with the brand. Like it, it may be on packaging. I don't remember if it is, but um, it, it was there for a while and it was just kind of our excuse to be like, you know, this is our kind of like our crazy outlet. Like we can yeah, just, yeah. we're going to pitch this and we're just like, this is going to kind of give this permission to do kind of whatever. Um, you can associate it with space. Cause that was kind of what we started off with first. There's like this astronaut and he like was on the moon and the moon pie and just very low brow yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. So they, they pitched it. They, they loved it. Cause they're, they're very like, you know, family oriented like it's been a family company since it started yeah uh, the Campbell family still owns it and um so they were really you know they bought into that really really well and that's kind of how messaging kind of started but then as we kind of like got in the weeds of it like it was a very primarily social account um they were they don't do traditional advertising so traditional creative directors weren't really necessarily um involved they, they helped from you know production and ideation standpoint but really day in and day out it just became you know me and um, as you know, the content calendars evolved and we started writing those and, and seeing what was effective, what was effective. Um, the, the voice just kind of became something that I, I wanted it to be. And because it kind of yeah. had that permission and I, obviously there's a lot of like influences that, that I'm a huge fan of just from either weird Twitter or, or brands that I thought were doing it really well. That was unique. Not just like your your typical Twitter joke that's like a yeah, you know, what's format. What's yeah. like be creative? Like what, oh, absolutely. what, we, what we do. Yeah. Everyone can see like a like even like a text meme, like a like a pl- you know, like one of those things uh-huh. where you're like nowadays it's like, you know, what's you have five dollars to buy your perfect man. Like yeah. those kind of trends like obviously like take off and you can do your own interpretation of it. It's yeah. like credible to your brand. But like what are some just out of this world <laughs> things that you can that you can do and kind of push the envelope a little bit. And um you know, we did that, you know, for a year, year and a half. And it just like, it, you didn't have like anything else with it. I mean, you had like 5,000 fans and they were still really old fans of the brand. Like, yeah. you know, if you had a moon pie and you thought of him on Twitter, you're going to go and like maybe like them, but it was just like, it was a very weird audience. that was on Twitter and it wasn't there yet. Yeah. And like, it's, it seems like, I feel like such an important element with developing out a voice nowadays on social really does come from the tweets and replies section. Like, I feel like talking about content calendars, you know, depending on the client, that's pretty standard in the advertising world where, you know, you're planning a month out. Right. You get the copy approved. You're like, you're getting, you're trying to, whatever copy you're using and, and punctuation you're using, you're obviously like working within the quote unquote brand voice, but the brand voice really, I, I feel at least develops into its own, a persona like an act an actual like like you do those um what do you call them like the you create like a brand persona you know what i mean like uh, like the like idea like stephanie yeah like, like stephanie or, or bob or whatever and like brayden exactly brayden that's perfect and then he has like all these characteristics of, like oh he's like this he shops here whatever um but like with the twitter replying method like i feel like you can really 
weed that out and um and just develop like an actual person behind which is what you did like do you see like in, in how you did that i mean do you see like the inherent value of that like for like say like for anyone listening obviously the moon pie is the exception not the rule like not every brand is gonna go viral because of their voice but it lays out a blueprint for how to increase your prob- probability to get to that point and how to develop a, a more, I guess, a, a bigger, better audience. So, like, do you see, do you agree with that? Like, Yeah, I, th- I think there's definitely, there's a lot of truth in that. And I think if you go back and look at our tweets, if you scroll back far enough, there's a lot of them now. But, um, like, to right before, like, the Eclipse tweet happened back in, like, September of, like, 2017, um there's a there's a difference like it's it's yeah, it's yeah. definitely there and it is because of like that spotlight but um yeah like you said like not all those brands can pull that off and i think it's you know what's what's credible and what what you know what can you allow yourself to talk about yeah were there any any specific i mean it's, it's hard to frame this but like given like the niche that you sort of found yourself in with this specific brand were there any tips strategies uh like something that worked something that didn't work like that can be generally applied for brand like you're talking about different brands obviously you have to do what works if you're a bank you know it's going to be different if you're like a snack bar or whatever so it's there's not necessarily like you can't just tell someone do memes you can't you know what i mean but are there any kind of general rules or tips of engagement that you have like from the experience of this account yeah, there's there's a lot now. It's different. Like I, I kind of look at the view of like if I was Moon Pie now, telling like a Moon Pie that was like there like a few <laughs> months ago, or like yeah, you know, yeah, this is what you should do. Um, because obviously it's different when you have like just a huge spotlight and you can just kind of run with it. Like who are building their brands like kind of the old fashioned way, or yeah. just like starting yeah. from scratch. Um, it's tough. It's um, but I think it, it's really about finding like whatever voice that you really want and knowing that like what people have and like the kind of perception that they have like outside of so doing like listening and like how are they talking about um you know how are they talking about banks or whatever like brand it is like in general and then like seeing like some of those examples and then really kind of seeing like okay what's like the upper crust of like that brand thing like what is like what is the the Wendy's or whatever like of your particular thing and like how can I push that just a little bit further to where it still makes sense um, but is but is slightly different. Um, and again, like sassy or feisty is not always the the way to go. Because um, yeah. you know, there's everyone's on Twitter now looking for the same thing. Um, that's true. Now that's becoming the sort of norm. Like you expect brands to to kind of have comebacks and roast yeah, in and all that. I think it's, it's it's knowing what you're allowed to talk to as a brand. I think credibility is what I kind of lean on nowadays, especially because yeah. like. I, I hate the word ownable because it doesn't mean anything to me. Like I, <laughs> we get that a lot. Sometimes it, it's sometimes it, lingo. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, like is just do it ownable. Like Reebok or Adidas could have said that back in the day. Yeah. Like, but they just didn't, you know, like some brands can just like, if you say it first, like it's ownable. But you like, own LOL. Okay, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any brand does that now. That's that's you. One hundred percent. I <laughs> I think there's a, a credit just being credible and being like, does this make sense coming from a brand? Because I think that's how kind of Twitter takes off. Because even if you look at the LOK 
tweet like it makes sense like yeah, it's totally. it is a it is a one li- like a visual one liner of the of the joke it's just like someone else claiming superiority of the moon and the moon pie is like it's so perfect yeah, okay like yeah. you just look at it and be like i get it and yep. it's, it, you don't have to I, think about it it's just I, instant and i and i think that you overthink the process sometimes especially when it comes to tweets it's just like what would just be like a simple one liner that makes so much sense that people are just like yep i get it like that's the yeah i, I like this Especially, like, one of my biggest um, things I've seen recently, I mean, a little bit long ago, was just, like, Chili's, like, finally embracing that um, high welcome to Chili's vine. Right. Um, <laughs> and I just, like, I love that. Cause when they own so, it. When they own it's it. It's so lowbrow. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's perfect yeah. for, like, Twitter. They're just, like, especially when you see, like, all these, you know, meme accounts that, like, retweet, like, those big... Um, like what goes viral? I think kale salad's like a good example of it to yeah. kind of see, but like, it's all just like a one liner that makes total sense with like the visual or the tweet. It's just like, it's Twitter's. Like you just don't have to think about it. You don't yeah. like. I don't think you don't have to make yourself think or like engage with yourself. And I think a lot of that like too kind of ties into just brand staying self aware. Like there's such a that's so underlooked. You know what I mean? Like I feel. Just being able to make fun of yourself constantly, never taking yourself too seriously, and even your biggest, like, trying to learn how to take your biggest uh, insult area or weakness or place where you're getting trolled and turning that around in a way that's beneficial to you. You know, you see that a lot. I'm trying to think of, trying to think of an example. I mean, there's a, like, even even with Stakem, like Stakem, that's that's an easy one, but there there's a, always these online jokes where people say, "Is it steak?" question mark um like that's Ooh. like an ongoing <laughs> joke you know what i mean it's like just a play oh, yeah. on words so when you see <laughs> when you see those comments like it's i feel like if you're really close to the brand it's easy to have a gut visceral reaction to get defensive at, or to ignore it or to report it or you know what i mean like you're oh like they're they're talking down on our product like but with internet culture, there's you have to have such an awareness and a, ability to roll with the punches. I think as a brand, you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. I, I think when you think of like self aware, I think some people think it's like, oh, you're instantly meta. Like you're calling yourself I. You're calling yourself like you're referring to like <laughs> yeah. a boss. Like it's like sometimes it like it goes over the top. It gets like a little bit cringy. But I think self awareness kind of applies to just like in general. Like even like as a person, like having an emotional intelligence as a yeah. brand, understanding like that not everything's perfect like if you're a fast food like qsr restaurant like understand that you are like a quick service restaurant like you're yeah. not some like fancy place you're like, not a five-star restaurant yeah understand like, that let's like own it. you're gonna get these tweets all the time saying like hey my burger sucks or this pizza's bad like it just happens like yep. it's just like you, you know there's a bunch of you know you have hire 16 year olds to work at your restaurant um and it's just it, that stuff's gonna happen and you have to be able to like not own it but in a way that makes your your, your brain looks good but yep. um having this emotional intelligence of what's going on but yeah it's... that's super true i think about that all the time with that uh that brand soylent you know the, the drink brand it's like a, i think it's a canadian yeah, yeah, uh, yeah like vegan it's supposed to be like a meal it's replacer like, yeah it's like this futuristic like yeah. food thing <laughs> well there it was i forget the book but it was it was written about i guess like that it was called soylent in some kind of novel i think where it was actually made of people so now anytime if you look what? at if you look no seriously if you look at any social media post in from Soylent like if you ever look at their ads or like anything from Facebook Twitter you'll always seek a comment at least one of someone being like I won't drink this it's made of people like it's on 
everything. Ooh. So like to me, like that's again, like if you're if you're deep in that brand and you're seeing that, that's got to be a pretty bad feeling. So like obviously, it's being consistently associated with this re- like reference that yeah. ne- has a negative connotation to it. But it's also an opportunity to figure out how you can turn that around and own it to the point where it's like, okay, obviously when people make this joke, it's not about our product. So like, like let's be the one to arbiter that. Like let's let's actually differentiate, like play into the joke a little bit. So people actually, you know what I mean? Where it's like, there's a lot of reluctance to do that across the board when people find like a something going wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's oh, the, the reaction is generally to shut down or issue some kind of apology or... It's it's generally not to have like a Wendy's moon pie style clap back. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's it's knowing those situations and and being able just to be on on top of it really quickly. I <laughs> I kind of equate it to like like Reddit culture, where I personally like get on Reddit and like whatever piece of content I go straight to like the comment feed because usually yeah. like oh, the, the top it's the so top comment better. is like the best thing. <laughs> it's um, always better than the post. And and I think that's like what's becoming with like this internet like that's why everyone comments to begin with. Like even if it's just not a scenario where they feel like they should, like it's going on these random things and like leaving comments just for the heck of it. And yeah. I and I think that's it's a you know personal brand building to begin with. But um I think you can own it if you're like looking for those kind of people who are like looking for that kind of like um <laughs> those it's like attention. wins Atten- attention yeah, that's, that's what it is like yeah the- and then like you can put it back on them obviously there needs to be like some sort of plan like you can't just say like oh our ice cream machine's always bur-. like you know like subtle things exactly. like that like yeah. subtle bad things like there needs to be like if you're gonna do something like that's you know damaging your brand such as that you should probably like have a larger plan in place totally. or something that's like rewarding it can't like, just like, be something like off the cuff all the time yeah thing to pay. especially scale it up and scale it down obviously oh it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. totally relative but yeah yeah like that's that's a super interesting way of looking at it yeah it's just all it's all self-awareness in there so like when it comes to a like the brand moon pie itself i mean you you've been the I guess pioneer. It's like since you you coined the LOL OK tweet, which got over a billion impressions and like onward. Then, so in developing that sort of character and persona, how much is it is it has it gotten weird at any point in taking that on as like your identity? Like, have those two things kind of entwined? Because now you're sort of known, like like people know you as the Moon Pie guy. And not just that, but like even from a personal, like internal level, where right. it's like these these tweets, a lot of them are stream of consciousness jokes and things that you thought of personally. That's coming out as this brand. Like, has that ever gotten weird, or is it like in, impacted your life in any like notable way? Or are you kind of just used to separating the two? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more famous in like my mom's friend circle community than anything. <laughs> I think it's like a neighbor thing of just like you on Facebook and it's like yeah. this, I know this kid. Like it's, yep. it's, it's like, you know, my mom's friend, Tammy, and she's just like going back and <laughs> forth. I, I think it's, um, that's where it's like most of the fame. It's not one of those things where it's just, you know, they're seeking out like who is just like one being who's doing this. Cause they know it's like, there's a, you know, a whole company culture behind it. Totally. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, I, I like recognition, but, um, you know, ultimately it's like, you know, it's part of something that I want to do, you know, going forward, like being like in a full creative spectrum, um, you know, not just social media in general. I think it's powerful and I love it and always be there, but I think there's, um, you know, it's, 
don't know, too long didn't read, I'd say like, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, the, yeah, the like you, part, you enjoy but... it for what it is. Like it's like you're saying it's the role like that you you started out with at Tombris, like working yeah. in social and like it's it's cool. Like it has such high you've seen it obviously with your own success like the value of the community management which i think more and more brands are starting to uh recognize and take a hold of and actually invest resources into community management which hasn't yeah. ever been the case in years past even though it could have really been that way since the beginning but yeah and partly too is like i i think it like from an outside perspective like if i knew personally like who did it like who runs certain accounts like it just kind of like ruins it for me like, yeah I the think, magic it's like the yeah. idea of like you know a lot of like the people that i look look up to most on um like twitter like from a comedy perspective are just like they're not like comedians who are no, just like tweeting out people stuff. they're normal people who yeah. are just like you know agitated lawyers or like plumbers who just like have these like named accounts that just yep. like aren't real names and they can say whatever they want and it's unfiltered and it's hilarious and like I don't want to know. Like I, I would love to meet him in real life, hang out with him, but maybe, yeah. but like it's um that's the thing kinda... about that drill account, the uh like which oh, is like yeah, the, drill, the kingpin like, of weird Twitter and yeah, got doxxed. Even he got doxxed and like for a while it was just like it was just perfect because like is this like a weird bot is yeah. this like a person like who could it think could these have been things? a bot yeah it, it it literally been... like when you look at this stream of conscience tweets it seems like something a bot could like create it would have been <laughs> the most brilliant bot um <laughs> the guy's really funny um yeah i i think that fame on social especially when it's like a brand too is not most people outside of the advertising world just like don't care like yeah. even just like people hate brands like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they do i mean it's 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 almost most most people that love like from a pop culture culture whatever you want to call it like outer cultural standpoint like the they like the absurdity of brands or they like being able to make fun of brands or like something cooler fun of brand like like super bowl commercials people love that but like just in like a day-to-day it's not like brands are occupying your conscience space it's more of like a subconscious it's such like a weird dynamic it's just the <laughs> idea that these brands just became like people and yeah. just like one-on-one connections it's like we don't like engage one-on-one with their audience and like like i love like you know certain clothing brands like it's like you know i buy tie just because it's good i don't think about it or i like i like nike like for nike like if yeah, i when you yeah. get a pair of running shoes like yeah like i like them do i have a one-on-one connection with them like no like why would i <laughs> yeah i don't I really want that i just i like it because i like it and so that's why i you know follow certain things and respect the work that they do but it's just yeah um i think that kind of separates though like that's that's an interesting i don't know perspective to separate real like in-person culture versus like the online culture because when your focus like when most of your life's focus is in your like person in-person relationships and like how you're living day to day right you live a certain way where you obviously are feeling connected like if that's if that's the space that you're living in there's a connectivity there naturally from your environment of family friends coworkers, whatever but a lot of what i, I think you would agree like a lot of especially what makes up the Twitter, Reddit style online culture communities is people who are more either isolated or craving connection or like they're sort of not, it's not like a, a total generalization. It's not everybody. Yeah. But it seems like the majority of the active ones, like the ones who would, would reach out to like Moon Pie and like ask you for life advice and stuff. There's this craving of connection and relationship where you get the sense that they're lacking that somewhere so they they look for this oh, anonymous 100%. uh brand as their their guiding light i think it's so ironic too it's just like brands like 
connect us either way. Like, because Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, um, a lot, like, they're all free because of brands. Like, yeah. they're paying to be on there. And, like, you wouldn't, there wouldn't be a Facebook if there wasn't ads. Just so, making billions of dollars from right. companies so investing like, it's just, in ads. It, you have to, like, take social media and brands, like, like hand in hand or you just you don't get social media yeah like it's you get some weird like what's that one there's been a couple like failed startup ones like there's like peach and there was oh, something well, else vero was the recent one that, vero, it was like an instagram there was mammoth yeah like one of those things where just like there's no brands ever and it's like where that's our stand and like yeah. well you get like no followers <laughs> that like no one's gonna come to your thing just because yeah um which is so weird but yeah like you said like there are def- definitely genuine pe- genuine people who are like reaching out to brands and we've had that on moon pie like at its core i remember like tweeting out one tweet a long time ago that was it, it was just like in the moment it was just like something 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 if you're having a bad day like let's talk about it yeah. and people talked about it they i was flooded with dms of like real situations and it was kind of like this weird i don't want to call it like a confessional um, but it kind of felt like one. It was like you're behind this like mask or behind this like wall, and yeah. people could say whatever they wanted, and like I wasn't gonna judge like judge them or anything. It wasn't like a like a therapist or something. It but it was it felt like it. It was yeah. like people coming to you with problems, and like I, I couldn't do anything about it. Like I'm, I'm gonna, like cinema moon pie, but like yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like there was some like really crazy stuff that went down in dms like not that crazy but no know. but in, on that like interpersonal level which i think that ties into just on at the how level of how important it is for brands to hire well-intentioned self-aware good genuine whatever whatever word whatever brand word you want to use people. authentic yeah. yeah good people like to do these types of jobs because you if if you're on social media and you are in those situations like if you're not actually meeting the things you're saying you get sniffed out instantly like people sniff out inauthenticity just like that and that's why people don't like brands on social media because it feels so unnatural like yeah. it feels so inauthentic and detached and why is this brand trying to talk to me or whatever so if you can sort of break that fourth wall and kind of get into the yes i'm representing a brand but clearly i'm the person behind the brand and i'm talking to you right now like there's there's a cool space to be had like an actual you know, I, I can't. You can't call it real relationship on some degree because it's still a consumer to customer type thing, so, or business to consumer type of thing. So it's not obviously if you aren't working for Moon Pie, you wouldn't be talking to these. You know what I mean? So it's still like there's a job. Uh, yeah, it's just there's true. a job naturally implied, but it's still it is a cool. Like there's two ways to take that, and there's one you take it from a pure consumer standpoint, like like this is a customer. Let's treat it like a customer, or you treat it like a person. So you have to really have somebody like manning the ship who cares you know like you have yeah. to care when these people reach out with their problems it gets distilled man it just goes down to like what does our audience care about like what are consumers yeah. but like if you just like change it out for like people and it just kind of changes the equation just a little bit yeah and yeah it's just people key. like they just want to be heard and listen to like that's why a lot of people like reach out because they know that um you know either a moon pie or wendy's or um Chili's is going to come in and like say something. Um, yeah, it like makes their day in a lot of cases. Yeah. yeah like when like, your brand replies to them, they want to screenshot it, they'll tweet it, they'll retweet it. Like, look at this. It's like, it's the coolest thing for some people. Yeah. It's, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so like, are there any like look, looking outward? I guess from like where you're sitting, are there any brands right now that you feel are doing an exceptional job at anything on social that you're looking at? Like that is what more brands should be doing. <sighs> yeah, I respect a lot of different i have this really weird respect for um not sh- i think i've shouted out before maybe but it's um it's the northeast regional sewer <laughs> company of like north something ohio it's like northeast regional okay. sewer of ohio <laughs> and it's Is it like, a verified account it's a verified account okay. and it's just like uh, northeast ohio's like sewer company and Obviously, they have one job to do. Um, well, obviously, multiple for a sewer thing, but like, yeah. what, like, how do you like own that? Like, yeah. how do you own that yeah. space? And like, so sometimes it just like they resort to like poop jokes, but the person behind it is like very <laughs> clever. Like, huge props to that because like looking at it perspective is like, who would want to do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're making the most of what they have and they're very like true and authentic and they have like the credibility and the right to talk about what they're talking about. And it just all adds up to me. Like, they're not, like, some crazy, like, they don't have an insane following by any means, but there's, like, this respect that, like, they should. Yeah. Yeah, they're not (laughs) Um, trying to be something they're not. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if if they had, you know, a million followers, it wouldn't be, like, as genuine because, like, not a million, you know, I I guess more than a million people are affected by Northeast Ohio's, like, sewer company. But, yeah. yeah, it's it's just not something you generally would follow on Twitter, right? <laughs> like, what would you when you think about like who are your follows on social media? It really is when a brand fits into that picture. It is kind of bizarre because like you care enough to see what this brand has to say on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah, or just like I like little moments too because I think like for me like I've followed like as many brands as I'm gonna follow maybe until like something crazy happens. But yeah. like I think like brands that can like win moments, like, especially like you saw. Like Kanye West tweets something about like maybe it was Kanye something tweeted about like Excel or something like Microsoft Excel yeah. and then like they like jumped in the conversation like very last minute and it was just so funny I'm just like that's that's like where you can like find your niche is just like always constantly like you know looking where you are that's so um, true. Yeah. I think it's, like, moments as opposed to, like, this brand always has a consistent thing because, like, that's so hard to do. Like, I, like, <laughs> as much as, like, advice I like to give out, it's, like, Moon Pie was this, like, funny outlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's tough because, yeah, that's so true. Like, any at any given moment, like, I've started to do with some of our accounts, like, actually, like, created a Twitter account just to only follow like mass like news producers and influencers like Chrissy Teigen like who are yeah. who are the people that are like posting highly engaging funny thoughtful 100% whatever so then you have like a custom like separate feed to sort of like sift through throughout the day to see where you could fit into that because it's true like depending on what you're selling or what you're doing you know you could fit into any like like some moment could happen like Kanye could tweet out something about toast and if you're a toaster company or something, then Dude, you could have like, your moment to just jump in to that status and go viral. It's like super smart. Yeah. yeah. Just like the reply <laughs> section of just having that. I, yeah, those magnets of culture. And then obviously it's like you don't fit into every conversation. Yeah, you can't fit into all. Yeah. You just, it's, just don't have the credibility to. It's just like. And there's no easy way to search for that. I mean, like even there's, there's programs you can use like Crimson Hexagon. You can use, uh, like, the Twitter, um, what do you call it, like, the keyword searches and all that. You can do all this stuff, but in real time, it's so hard to catch these waves when they're coming in. So you, like, really have to 
be nav. You almost have to have a separate feed or like a way, if, if you're looking for a big break, like you need to have some way to navigate the uh, the like the constant river that is flowing of tweets and social and not just tweets, but moments like you're saying, like an event, whether it's a tragedy, like the, the, I, I had a moment. This was so bad uh, with Stakem a few months ago. I guess it was in September, October. There were the um, it was like an allegation I think came out with James Franco. It was like a sexual harassment right, type yeah. allegation. I had a meme planned of James Franco from Pineapple Express that I was going to post on our <laughs> Twitter that day. And I'm not kidding. My coworker walked past my desk, saw that I was getting ready to post it, and I was like, "Oh, like spicy, dude! Like, are you like, what are you doing? <laughs> like looking over? I'm just like, oh, like, like I kind of laughed, like I just did now, but I was like, oh, like what? Like I didn't know. Yeah. I literally hadn't read it, and he told me he's like, yeah, this like just broke and i was like thank god that i didn't post that because like you could you really have to stay anything could ha- a tragedy could happen you don't want to talk about you know like the flint water crisis yeah. don't joke yeah. about that like there's certain things that come up you have to know what to jump on and what to avoid you know? it's so funny it's, you look at these big agencies that say like you know we're social we're digital first like we're talking like in the, whether they're like senior leadership or not like if you haven't like had that moment of like where you posted something wrong or like <laughs> yeah, scheduled something, <laughs> like if you weren't like in it, like you're not like social first. Like I'm sorry, it's just yeah. <laughs> I, there's like this realness moment of us like I know exactly what you felt right then, oh, and, but like so if you petrifying. had like told it to like some like you know upper crust leader, that'd be like. Yeah, why'd you do that? Like, why would you not, like, look it up? I'm like, yeah. no, you're just like, you don't get it. <laughs> no, you can't look at everything. But, yeah, like, to your point, like, if you just have that, that's a great idea, like, the list of just, because someone could just say, like, hey, like, I'm a vegetarian now, and Stakem could be like, aw. Like, exactly. That's, that's, all, yeah. like, you, that's you, all you need. You, you wouldn't catch that, like, otherwise, if you yeah. just, like, search Stakem all yeah, day. Yeah, because you can't be searching that stuff all day, like, and stuff's always going to be popping up, and, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's just tough in general to keep up with it, but... So like like we're okay we're in 2018 and things are already crazy. Brands are people. Moon Pie is a person. Steakums a person. All these brands are trying to be people, and yeah. like it's a weird. Advertising is changing dramatically in that way, where everybody's kind of. Uh, we're we're the, some call it late stage capitalism. You know, we're in this like weird phase of like <laughs> social media marketing that is kind of like coming to a head in like all these really bizarre ways. Like, do you? Like what? What do you see kind of coming next for social media marketing? Is there anything coming up that you're looking ahead at, or any predictions? Like, what's the next big thing? Mm, this is a great question. Um, I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> Me neither. That's why I'm <laughs> no, asking it's, you. No, it's it's <laughs> you're the it's funny. <laughs> I, I can look at projections. I do think that um, there's like definitely like a younger, cooler audience coming up, yeah, and I savvy. think. They're savvy, and I think it's, like, I think a lot of stuff gets, like, misconstrued of the idea that these newer audiences are just, like, they have no attention span. It's, like, I look at this for, like, five, you know, five seconds, and if I don't see the brain message, then it's just, like, it's worthless and to me. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think that, like, most um, most of these people or, you know, millennials or Gen Z or whatever you want are, they just have, like, a really short tolerance for, like, bad content yeah for bs I that's just what think it is they see through it they, they grew can up see, with it they can see right through it like i can make you watch like a four or five minute like video if it's like really cool like and i think that most people don't invest in like that kind of factor because at, at the same time yes it's expensive but 
also advertising is like an investment. Like, yeah, you know, it, like it always over has time. Yeah. Um, and so I think people who can think they can just, you know, put their message on a post and spend a lot of money and throw it out there is going to have the same impact as, you know, say, you know, I'm going to launch, you know, this crazy, ridiculous video and then drop it. Um, putting a lot of effort to it is, is a totally different story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, because it really is. You see just this kind of widening disconnect between what, what seems to be the if – the, if it's split into two generalized teams, it's like you have the market – like the older generation of marketing, advertising, business experts, and then these emerging <laughs> younger generations that are coming up, and they grew up with the internet. So they grew up in this uh, – this, this just – immersed in mass media you know like they grew up watching youtube ads from since the time they were five playing on ipads from the time they were five you know what i mean like these are these are kids that get the language like you said like they might have an, a shorter attention span but i think that naturally does come from this sort of you're, you have to click through stuff right. and think you have to pay extra to avoid ads like they're you're, you're like everything is fast paced now and that uh i think it's easy for marketers to sort of just credit in a lot of ways the, um their buying patterns because like there's all those the, you know like millennials are killing industries millennials are killing everything like there's I've this sort of so many things we yeah. kill everything <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> i hate everything yeah we're, we're just the worst apparently but yeah i think there's just a disconnect there because there's, yeah. there's a clearly like there's some industries there's some things that need to die there's change there's natural growth and changing happening so things are dying things are burnt like you know growing and coming into their own and uh yeah, I think when it comes to like social media marketing specifically, it really is like like you know, it's just a matter of staying aware, I guess, and and keen to these younger audiences and knowing just and knowing, adapting. Again, I think it goes back to what we were talking about, like this emotional brand talent, like self aware. Like it's not just like what we're doing; it's like what is everyone else doing? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm on this like you know, I'm on a highway, and there's other drivers. Like I got to make sure they're like you know. But I'm yeah. sure they're doing the right thing too. So, yeah, absolutely, man, dude. This has been awesome. Thanks so much again for doing this. Uh, like, do you want to share at all? Like, what you're doing right now? Like, what you got going on? Yeah, uh, I've kind of since I'm uh, I'm I'm in New York City right now. Well, I'm in Soderton, Pennsylvania, <laughs> right you're now in, my town in this right basement. Now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I live in New York City. Um, I work at a agency called laundry service and um i'm strictly kind of a, a copywriter so creative right now so um it's kind of like what i wanted to do and kind of like moving out and getting into this um you know larger ad world and kind of seeing you know working with kind of the best in the business to you know own craft and you know get a full idea of the creative spectrum i think is is really important because mm -hmm. it's not just it's not so siloed anymore where you can get say like oh i have you know really old creative directors and they're doing tv and i have really young dudes and they're just doing social like it's all it kind of like yeah i think the the people who have it figured out is all kind of one big thing and yeah. i think that um especially now that people are like even like millennials now like they're like seniors in their like fields now. They're like all lawyers and yeah, doctors. Like so they're weird. like forty years old. So it's yeah, <laughs> um, yeah millennial. Like it's what is it? It's like the oldest. Well, I don't know what the technicality of it is, but I think the oldest like 
term like for millennials they're like 36 or 37 right now i think right yeah it's like we're weird. like we're the younger ones because we're 26 like are you 26 26 yeah. yeah yeah so we're like lower end of that so yeah and it's weird too it's just like babies are born every day so it's like what <laughs> is the cutoff of the generations like you know it's what i mean so arbitrary like <laughs> yeah I, I don't know like sorry baby you just missed the line by three seconds yeah i guess there's like a generation of like the baby boomers who are just like it was clear. It was clear all right. where they all came yeah, from. We, we it was like a this. wave. Yeah, yeah. But then there were other people being born a different. I just wasn't as much. So I guess I don't. The lingo is confusing. This is just my own personal vendetta. Against <laughs> generational. <laughs> it's all just tribalism. Old the old pitting up against the new. The young trying to eat the old. Eat the it's rich. Just, yeah. yeah. Eat the rich. Eat the old. These are. <laughs> <laughs> just eat, eat everything that we don't like. That's that's the name of the game. That's that's what we do. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for the time. Yeah. Uh, is there uh, anywhere like people can find you or any any uh, info you want to put out there? Uh, yes. Um, I my Twitter is just at p wells. Um, mm. first initial, last name, and then my Instagram is Patrick at the Disco. Um, it's Patrick like <laughs> dot at the Disco. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's it was. I, I like I don't like them. I, they're they're a good band, like objectively, but I don't like them as much as I used to. But but it's a great play on words, and you're a copywriter now, so that's what you have to do. That's literally all I say is just puns. <laughs> they're like, this guy gets it. He's a copywriter. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly how they see it too. It's like it's like alliterations, <laughs> puns, rhymes. You literally just go yeah, I just go on to like dictionary.com and look yep. up like idioms all day and just be like, where does like pizza fit in? Where does this fit in? It's yeah, it's, and you're a pro. That's it. Yeah, it's it's more than that, definitely, guys. It's 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 a lot of it's a lot of hard so work. Much it's more. intensive. So much it's, more. Yeah, it's you know. Shoot for the stars. Maybe you'll land on the moon, pie. Or in a black hole. Yeah. Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> Stake them blessed, dude. Thanks so dude. much for coming on. Yeah, it's been real. <laughs> <laughs>